everybody. Hello! We are here with Boy Oh Boy Conversations with Gray and JC. Grayson. JC. I saw you put your vape down before the beginning of the podcast. You shush. Why'd that happen? What are you talking about? I want you vaping constantly during this podcast. Absolutely. I want your lungs to rot How and us you? to have it documented. Okay? Nope. I want the reason why in 500 more episodes of Boy Oh Boy, your voice is going to sound drastically yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. That's what it will sound yeah. like. That That's probably what's, what's going to happen. The chocolate lady from Spongebob. That's, yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Um, but Grayson, how's everything been? How's your week been? Oh, so stressful. So stressful. It's so busy. Even work. with your vape? I don't vape very often. Oh, okay. I just thought I'm it was supposed to help with stress. No. Oh, you shush. Sorry. Don't talk about my vices on the podcast. I apologize. It's not a vice. You love it. That's not true. <laughs> oh, you love the smells. Nope. Not even the smells? I'm moving on. We're okay. moving on. Well, I asked you how your week was. And you yeah, said stressful. Stressful. Then you're, talk about you're, the you're stress. still harping on about the same thing. Well, I just thought that's what it's there for. Why no. the stress? Work's been so busy. So busy. So busy. Mm-hmm. But I'm done for at least until Saturday. So I get two days. Two days of freedom. Two whole days. That's massive. Um, why is why is life so busy, Grayson? It's it's a it job at GameStop. Life. What what like what what could really be? We got a lot of new clients at GameStop. A lot of new cl- like customers. So many. Is they make you refer to them as clients at GameStop now? Yep. Wow. Because everyone knows you work the register. One point three trillion more in sales. Oh my goodness! At yeah. just your location. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's many dollars being. So ex- many. I don't know. It's possible for all the GameStop inventory around the world right now to sell and make that much money no probably not so the fact that you're stocking the shelves at that rate is crazy i mean that's why i'm so stressed out yeah yeah well the company the corporation is seemingly putting i mean all their weight on your shoulders really is so yeah i would imagine that's a lot how does it feel to be the face of gamestop pretty good Okay. Not right now, but in general, yeah. pretty good. Like, it's a lot of wear and tear, but ultimately, the ego is well-fed. For sure. Okay. That's good, Grayson. I think so. When are they going to put you in the commercials? Hopefully soon. Okay. I well, think they probably will soon. Do you have any pitches for, like, maybe what those GameStop commercials would look like, how they'd go, the role you'd be in? Man, that's a good question. Thank you. Um... I think a good, honest portrayal of you at the cash register, just customer walks up, makes a purchase, and Like leaves. a Jake from State Farm type of thing, but it's just the cashier guy at GameStop. Yeah, a lot more boring. Like, it, it feels like it's hidden camera, the hidden camera show, but it's just a regular run-of-the-mill purchase at GameStop. That'd be an incredible ad. Maybe once in a while it'll be like a, a, an exchange or, or they're selling their games. Um. But nothing extraordinary happens. Right. <laughs> Just really straightforward. Uh-huh. Interact. Yeah, no, that, that seems like a great ad. Yeah. There'd probably be like a GameStop logo somewhere on the screen. Definitely on your, your collared shirt. Right. That you're supposed to wear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we know that you like to, to you know, make work a little e- extra fun. Yeah. You put on a Hawaiian shirt every once in a while. Every once in a while. Yeah. What, what? I think I just pronounced it an Hawaiian shirt. And I can't tell if it's proper or not. No. It's like, it's not because it's a Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. But also, there are instances where you do an and then an H. Like an hour. Right, because hour starts with a vowel sound. And Hawaiian doesn't. Well, it starts with a H sound. And Hawaiian, 
In Hawaii? Whoa, that's Roman Reigns' last name in real life. So, Grayson, anything else about GameStop that we want to talk about? Not really. Okay. Okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Listen, it's been a long week. I'm tired of it. I don't need to think about it anymore. No, I understand. I understand. My week's not been stressful per se, but I think I'm I'm falling into a to a I don't know if I'd call it a slump or what, but I just feel so completely empty, Grayson. I you get know? you. Yeah. Yeah. These these feelings happen. Thankfully for me, they're a bit more fleeting than they are for you. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's just like this feeling of like kind of being stuck, but I don't really know what I feel stuck doing. And also, I don't really know where I'm like supposed to like. Yeah, like you feel stuck, but you don't know what you're stuck to and you don't know what direction to head to get unstuck. Yeah, it's a little confusing and everything just kind of feels monotonous Mm -hmm. and slow uh, and unimpressive. Right. Right. And that's. That's unfortunate, but again, I imagine it's just a thing that'll pass, mm-hmm. uh, and and then we'll live. You know, we'll figure it out. You figure it out. Yeah, I got a nice text message from someone who who today who I I described this sensation to, and they said that's usually the sign a big change is about to happen. So, who sent you that text? Well, a person I tattooed before. They messaged me about the tattoo i got on my leg this past week which mm-hmm. we can also talk about on the podcast yeah i can see it right there i now see it without uh, the wrapping on it without the wrap it's peeling now which makes it look a little sad at points i don't know but i think it looks pretty sick thank you so much i have this new tattoo and i reposted the artist when he he put it up and this person i tattooed a while ago who's also a tattoo artist who moved out of the state they commented on it and we're like that's so sick and i was like thanks so much and or i was like right they're they're such a good artist and then I was like, how's everything been? Because I knew they were moving across the country before the last mm-hmm. time I saw them. And apparently, like, their mom died and everything. Like, a bunch of crazy shit. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they asked me how I was doing. I was like, okay, well, if we're being Can't really real. Can't really one you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So, nice person, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did the trade with them. They're the one who tattooed my chest. That person. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, apparently, a big change is imminent bound to happen i hope so but again i don't know what the change is going to be what if the change is just me dying (laughs) that'd be pretty big pretty i wouldn't really be around for the change i guess either no unless it's a slow painful death in which case i will be around listen technically this change has already happened but i think the big change is the fact that steven's in austin now steven you think that's maybe what's led to this quasi depression is the lack of steven no the amount of steven oh because all I can, all I'm gonna say is I was feeling fine before Comic Con. Were you now? <laughs> I mean, not really, but it's easier to. It, it felt more intense after Comic Con. Did it? Yeah, I'd say it's so. It's probably Steven's fault then. Yeah. yeah, Steven had me go to a fucked up fake Comic Con with him. Listen, Steven seems like he had a great time. I think he did have a great time, and I wish I could say I wish I were on that level with him. I didn't get to talk to you very much about it when we hung out last. Tell me more about yeah. your experience with also, it. Also, when we hung out last was immediately after we left said Comic-Con, mm-hmm. both me and our dear sweet friend Steven, um, and I had no interest in talking more about it. Yeah, fair. We So, it, uh, I think we talked about it maybe last week on the podcast, but I don't even know if we did, uh, that Steven has just moved to Austin and that he one of the first things he's asked to do is go to this thing called galaxy con because mm-hmm. he wants to meet some of these voice actors and actresses and comic book you know 
cartoonists and, and writers and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was really hoping I could get a free ticket, but I couldn't find one at my dad's work. Mm-hmm. And eventually I accepted the fact I'm going to have to pay to go a good 60 or so dollars. Um, and, and it finally happened. This, this convention happened. I, I shelled out the money for it. And uh, Stephen, at one point, when we were discussing originally the timing of it all, like when we'd arrive and when we'd leave, because there's a wrestling show that was happening later in the day that we mm-hmm. wanted to watch. And so Stephen seemed a little conflicted that we wouldn't be able to watch the wrestling show. And I was confused. I was like, Stephen, like, why not? And he was like, well, we'd be at the convention till like 11. Like, and, and at that point I was a little confused because I haven't gone to many conventions, but as far as I'm aware, typically aren't open till 11 no no like there are after parties and such that i i you know corporations put on but i don't i didn't i wasn't under the impression that steven had an invite you know Mm -hmm. and then we looked up the hours and the convention ran from like i think it was 10 a.m till i don't know like 8 p.m. 8? Yeah. Something. By the way, we were there basically. We, we shut that thing down. Okay. We were there at 730 and they were closing up. Um, and or 630. They closed pretty early. And uh, then upon realizing the hours are a little different than Stephen's expectations, a couple days go by and I'm like, Stephen, what time do you want me to pick you up tomorrow for us to go to this convention? And he apparently he wanted to get there bright and early. Um, and, and so I was at his place at 9.30 a.m. to be there at opening. Uh, he wanted to make the most of his ticket. Yeah, I ended up leaving my apartment at 9.30, you know, so we got there 15 minutes late, later than intended, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is okay, personally. Uh, Steven disagrees. Steven really resents me for it, I feel like. Probably. And so, yeah, that, that's just to give you an idea, we were there basically at opening for this convention and my experience with conventions is really limited to the wrestling ones I've gone to during WrestleMania weekends. Mm -hmm. And I love those because during all of them, there's a whole wrestling show happening inside the convention. So if at any point you get bored, you just go watch wrestling, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's all like really big names that are fighting in front of like a hundred people max, you know, because it's such a small venue. Right. So it's just like a cool little environment. It's not being filmed. So like they're just doing whatever the fuck. It's like, it's a fun time. So I've had good experiences there. Mm-hmm. But then my only non-wrestling convention I went to was years ago with my dad. Because my dad, his the, the television station that he works for, they had a booth there. And he volunteered to give shit out. And I went with him to help give shit out. And even that, even in a capacity where I was working most of the day and then had some free time to walk around, I was done walking around within half an hour. Mm-hmm. And that was a massive convention. That was like like San Antonio City Comic Con, like the biggest one in San Antonio. This is a below average sized one in Austin. And so when we show up, it's a big old floor of just vendors selling like anime toys and um, what's the big thing? Not I mean they had some Star Wars stuff, but it was anime toys and superhero shit, you know. That was what most of the vendors were selling. Mm-hmm. There was one vendor with wrestling toys, one vendor with wrestling books, but otherwise, very anime and superhero oriented. And I know the persona I put out there and kind of the vibe I give off maybe indicates to people that I love both of those things, but it's not true. 
I really have no interest in them, which is a shame. But I'm in luck because there's a whole other half of the convention where it's all booths set up to meet people, meet celebrities. I knew maybe four of the celebrities. Two of them were wrestlers. One of them was in Rocky Horror Picture Film. And one of them was Mike Tyson. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I wasn't paying $500 to meet Mike Tyson. You know, if Mike Tyson was there just doing a free meet and greet, I would have spent all seven hours there just waiting for Mike Tyson. Right. You know, make it worth it. But no, he cost a lot of money, so I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't meet anyone. It was just a sad time. We walked around. Steven recognized a bunch of people. A lot of voice actors and voice actresses signing stuff, mm -hmm. which is cool for them. Um, and then there's also one other, one last part of the convention, like floor, where it's a bunch of artists set up. Okay, it's all local artists selling art. Some of them, cool, very impressive art. Most of them, the opposite of what I just described. <laughs> And Grayson, this is big old convention, so many vendors and all these artists, right? Mm -hmm. When I tell you, we walked through the same 10 rows of artists, no fewer than 15 times. It's not an exaggeration because we walked through it once or twice to get like a like layout of the place, right? And Steven was looking at what he wanted to buy. And on like the third time around, he actually made a purchase or two. Why did we walk it 12 more times? <laughs> like... I just think it was the same art over and over again. Most of it lackluster. A lot of it explicit in nature. <laughs> you know? Oh. I just wasn't feeling it. I really wasn't. Uh, and, and then if you go upstairs, which I don't think anyone at this convention knew about aside from Steven because he was reading the map or, some, or like looking online about it ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But if you go upstairs in the hallways, they have a cosplay room and then some rooms for panels mm -hmm. and again because it was like so far off from the actual ground floor there was no one up there and so the three panels that we sat through each panel being an hour to an hour and a half and completely uninteresting they were sparsely attended so many seats for all of them maybe 10 people in each one the first one we went to was the psychology of Spider-Man. That sucked. <laughs> the second one we went to was like the history or the art of bad movies. That sucked. It was just a guy with a PowerPoint presentation with, uh, what are they called? Not vignettes, but trailers for bad movies that had come out over the years. And then we finished it off by going down, back downstairs to the main hall. You know, not the floor, but the main hall where... We walk by it, and Steven, I think, making a joke, says, oh, do you want to watch Nerdlesque Family Feud? And I say, I look at him, a defeated man, because I've already sat through two completely boring panels at this point and walked the floor already too many times. And it's not even 1 p.m. yet. <laughs> and I say, I look Steven dead in the eyes, and I say, no, I don't want to. And Steven says, okay, but what if I want to? And again, I was under the impression he was joking. So I was like, well, if you want to, yeah, go for it. And then he did. And I followed him in. In the Nerdlesque family feud show? And if you're wondering what Nerdlesque is, I don't blame you. I was too. Um, but it really, it takes just a little bit of thinking. 
it's it's nerd themed burlesque um the nerd themed burlesque people were fighting comic book writers in family feud uh the show that show started 15 minutes late so we were just sitting around for 20 minutes doing nothing I, there was actually a QR code that flashed on the big screen at one point to sign up for a chance to win a big TV. So Steven did it with his information. And then he did it with your information, Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. So you have that to maybe look forward to. Uh, and then eventually the show started. It was just family feud with a bunch of people we didn't know. Some of them dressed funny. And after about 30 minutes of that, and Steven finally getting bored of it, I asked, do you want to go? And he said, do you want to? And I said, yes, and I got up. Um, and then we left that to go back onto the floor to walk it a few more times and look at the same shops and same artists and same celebrities we had already stared at all day. At one point, we, we left the convention center to go get coffee. Planned Parenthood came up to us and tried to do one of their spiels. And, I mean, I'm, I'm down for it. Hell yeah, Planned Parenthood, go for it. But like, you, you're not even gonna, I know what you do. You don't even ask for money. You just wanna tell me, yo, you support it, good. Here's what we're up, I go, cool, cool. You know, I don't need, my 10 minutes can be used elsewhere. You have my support. Steven was down to sit around for it. Um, <laughs> thankfully, I, I, I said, oh, I just had this talk a couple weeks ago with someone. And then I just kept walking and Steven followed. Um, but I can imagine if Steven were there alone. He would have been there for an hour and a half. He would have put on a Planned Parenthood t-shirt and started also spreading the good word. Um, he would have gotten a job at Planned Parenthood by the he end would of the conversation. Have. He absolutely would have. So also the coffee we got was quite bad and quite expensive. There was, I got a protein bar because I was so fucking hungry, right? Mm -hmm. And it looked good. It was like this peanut butter protein bar that they made like in-house. And I got it. And Grayson... It gave me heartburn almost instantly. And also, it was the driest food I've ever had in my life. Like, there, my, it was a pretty large one too, right? You get some bang for your buck with this protein bar. But the entire time I was eating it, I couldn't talk to Steven. Because it was just it made talking impossible. <laughs> it, 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 so that was a, it was just all around not a good experience. The one good thing is I found a comic book with with daniel johnston's art on it and i got that but even that cost money so there's a downside to that too mm -hmm. um and that was ultimately the day steven got really excited about one voice actress so i, I liked that i liked being around for steven to meet Susie. but aside from that there was so little grayson mm -hmm. so unbelievably little what, what do you make of all that i've just described to you listen you know, kind of towards the start, I was ready to defend Steven because okay. uh, I love Renaissance festivals. Yeah. Renaissance festivals are just a bunch of shops, ultimately. Yeah. Shops, people in costumes walking around. And don't get and me wrong. And then like an occasional show. Like if it were, again, if it were all, if what I went to with Steven were completely wrestling themed and every single vendor was selling wrestling stuff, I would have been into it. I would have gone to each and every shop and like been occupied. Mm -hmm. But the fundamental problem is I don't care. Right. But hear me out. My okay. defense was going to be, you know, a Renaissance Festival, kind of the same concept. There's a few more shows at a Renaissance Festival that you can stop and watch. But ultimately, it's just you're walking around shops. Yeah. 
and I can get around that. You know, I'm like happy about it. I could go around for a long time. Um, 15 times. No, it's just like, no, cause it's, I think- it's a level of endurance that even for something that I'm interested in, <laughs> And really, really enjoy. I don't know if I could muster that. And don't get me wrong. The 15 times was just the artist section. The one where it was like the floor with all the vendors. We more aimlessly wandered like a whole bunch. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there are shops we completely missed because Steven's path didn't get us there. But there are some shops we went to seven or eight times. That's incredible. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't think even for something I was interested in, I could muster that much endurance. Steven yeah. is really just a special breed. And again, like it's not even endurance. Because again, if it were something I was interested in, I could absolutely muster the endurance, right? I've done it in the past many times over, right? I've gone and waited twelve plus hours for concerts before doing literally nothing, and I think it's worth it at the end. This was not worth it, um, and. It just was astounding to me because I was so ready to leave and thinking we were on the same page by the time it got to around like one thirty, right? Little did you know. We we were there until they closed the convention, Grayson, five plus hours later. It's absurd. I know. I know so, it. Steven's really something. Yeah. But it just not not good and now i've done it right because part of me was thinking oh i'm dreading it so much leading up to it haha ha. i'll probably have a good time even with steven there i didn't have a good time like i like normally i'd say like oh if i if i wouldn't not do it right like if i could go back in time i wouldn't not do it I, this one i would have not done <laughs> i don't blame you because it, it sounds miserable. Even with me describing it and everything that we were doing, I felt bored by my own description. Because it was a boring day. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 I At one point, I thought to myself, maybe I do just buy a ticket just to hang out with JC and Steven. No. Glad I didn't. No, I am. I, 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 at first, I was a little bit like, oh, what the fuck? Grayson's not going? It. No. I mean, maybe it would have been good in the sense that I had someone to like you know empathize with. yeah exactly be going through it with because again steven by the end of it i didn't hear a negative word spoken about the about he the had experience. a great time i'm sure i think he did he met a bunch of people he wanted to he saw the same prints from the same artists so many times i think you had to circle the art section so many times because he probably wanted to buy one of the lewd ones but just couldn't muster the courage to do it in front of you <laughs> That's so valid, actually. That is so fair. Um, you know what? You bring up a really great point. Shit. I didn't consider this, but this is clearly what went on. I think so. That's, yep. No, it adds oh, up. Oh, also, we never uh, mentioned that we figured out why Steven thought we you would need to stay to 11. Oh, yeah. So, again, uh, the start of the story is Steven thinking that we're going to be at this convention till 11 p.m., which I bet if it ran that long... And I weren't with him. <laughs> he would have. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, but apparently they do have events that go on late at night after dark events that are 18 and up. Uh, and it's all just so sexual. There's hentai drawing. There's full-on nerdlesque performances. Um, and like a sexy cosplay thing as well. I... We're fairly confident Stephen wanted to go to one of those, but 
again, could not muster the courage to say so. And again, at least he got some nerdlesque in there. Okay, it's true. Through the family feud. So he, he has that at the very, very least. So, I, again, I just the highlight of the day is Steven meeting the one voice actress, Susie, talking with her for a little bit. And then I'm, I'm standing a little distance away, right? I'm giving Steven a space. I don't really want to hear what he's saying to them or what they're saying to him because it's like, I don't know, maybe he'd feel like embarrassed or something. So I, I'm trying to make it like clear I'm a distance away where I can't hear shit. Um, but then when Steven's walking away, I hear, bye, Steven, from the girl, okay? And then Steven looks at me as he, as he waddles up to me and he says, she was so pretty. I love Steven. About Susie. So I'm just Steven. so happy for him. I you know I'm glad Stephen had a great time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thrilled for Stephen. I, I forgot to mention this part of the day when we were sitting there waiting for the family feud to begin because again it went on 15 minutes late and we were also there 15 minutes early. Mm-hmm. Um, he started talking to me a bunch about the boyfriend or ex-boyfriend of a musician I don't even know. Uh, the musician being Caro Caro Bonito, mm-hmm. uh, and apparently her boyfriend used to post a lot of selfies and in every single selfie he's wearing super tight pants and his just gorging cock is on display through them and steven showed me so many and was like oh and her fan base was so upset oh they they hated him they her her fan base doesn't like him her fan base hates him her fan base and it when i got i got it i got it because one he had talked to me about it like a couple (laughs) weeks ago and i got it then so they get the spiel a, for a second time and then have it not end was crazy <laughs> um i love steven because it, it was clear to me he was projecting you know i don't i don't want to say steven's upset that caro caro bonito has a boyfriend with a large cock <laughs> um it's true it this is all i can gather from it so yeah that's about where we're at grayson <clears throat> I love Steven. Yeah. But afterwards, we went to HEB and got some food uh, to or some stuff to make food because that night we're going to watch a wrestling pay-per-view. And guess who we're going to watch it with? Me! Grayson. Grayson, this was maybe the second wrestling show you've ever fully watched. I think so, yeah. The first one was documented on this very podcast. Where we were, in, or I was introduced to the great Muda. WCW New Blood Rising mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, great show. Love the great Muda. Mm-hmm. I loved Ernest the Cat Miller and the Kiss Demon, personally. The Kiss Demon, of course, being the character that WCW and the Turner Network licensed from Gene Simmons. So they could have mm-hmm. a Kiss Demon on their show. Naturally. That was cool. I like when he joined the Insane Clown Posse. Same with the great Muda. I liked when he joined the Insane Clown Posse in the Dark Carnival. What? That happened on the show we watched. <laughs> did it really? Yes. Yes, it did. I don't remember that at all. Uh-huh. We got to rewatch that. That sounds yeah, crazy. Yeah, we probably should rewatch it. Also, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, his name was Mike Awesome, um, at that time was maybe the low light of his career prior to him retiring from pro wrestling and then proceeding to kill himself. Um, he was that 70s guy, Mike Awesome, and came out dressed like a man from the 70s and repeated catchphrases from that 70s show. That really is a low. It is. He was so great up until that point. But it's okay. 
We move on and we live, Grayson. You watched AEW's All Out 2023 live from Chicago, Illinois, two days after they fired CM Punk, my, my favorite pro wrestler of all time. Um, and we were talking a little bit about it in the car ride before this podcast. You said you enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, the wrestling show was lame. Oh. Like, it sucked. Oh, my bad. Um, But, like, hanging out and watching it was fun. Yeah. Steven I, made kettle corn. Well. Steven tried to make kettle corn. And he made some good buffalo. Not buffalo. He made some good gochujang cauliflower wings. You know? I didn't try much of it, admittedly. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. Nice, nice. Very spicy. Very. What were you going to uh-huh. say? What I was going to say was, I think I enjoyed watching the wrestling show more than I would have, like, just most general things just hanging out and watching. Because... It's better than a sports thing because I would be less interested in a sports thing than the absurdity of wrestling. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's worse than, say, like a movie or a TV show means that I don't have to be invested in it. You can just talk over it. Yeah. And just do whatever. You can miss you, – it can buffer and you have to change the stream a thousand times. Your very legal stream you're watching it with because it's getting taken down for copyright reasons. And we can miss half the show because of that and still not really have missed that much. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's like that good middle ground of it's – Better than a bad thing mm-hmm. for the viewing experience, but worse than a great thing that would occupy too much of my attention. This makes sense. This makes sense. Yeah, I feel like wrestling is a very easy show to watch with other people, you know? There's, like, no consequences. No. There are very, very few, like shockingly few consequences, even for the performers, yeah. you know? It's, it's really wonderful stuff. It's, it's like something's happening, so there's, like, you know, something's happening. Yeah, like there's a man. There's like, it's just happening. Almost bleeding out on, in front of me. Oh yeah, that was wild. <laughs> yeah. No, the like main events. I still barely understand how this happened, but the poor guy. And maybe Orange you should Cassidy. explain the cutting first. Well, yeah. So wrestlers, a lot of times, if they know they're gonna bleed in a match, the, what they used to do back in the day is they would just hit each other really hard and make each other bleed. But that's really conducive to concussions. So they stopped doing it as much. It's called getting color the hard way. Okay? So now, and even back then, most people would blade. And what you do is you, you wrap up a little, you know, just a razor blade and a bit of tape. And then you wrap it up in your wrist tape or like you put it in, in your mouth somewhere, which is crazy that people put it in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wrestle their match until the point where they need to bleed. Then they get their blade out and they hide it with their arms and their hands and they cut themselves. And they bleed. But it looks like it happened because of the wrestling move, you know? Makes it more intense. Absolutely. And in the main event, John Moxley was there. And John Moxley bleeds in almost all of his matches. He loves blood. Um, and he was fighting Orange Cassidy, who never bleeds in his matches. Just because that's not what his style is really conducive to. And at one point, um, Orange Cassidy uh, lifts his head up after this this dangerous spot. This, this I mean theoretically this you know blood inducing spot okay or blood what is what's an injury called if it's bleeding is there a specific name for a bleeding injury there is but i can't think of it fuck that's so sad well that happened A a blood injury happened uh so he theoretically cut himself or he let the other wrestler cut for him which i think is much more likely um and they cut too far with the razor blade so far and just 
so much blood. There was a mask of blood. The Unbelievable match. amounts of blood. And this was only four minutes in to the match that went on for like almost half an hour. And he just kept going. He kept trucking. He really did. But he lost in the end. He did lose. I feel like the performer, whoever does Orange Cassidy. Whatever Orange is, Cassidy. Is that, well, that's, whatever his real name is. Orange Cassidy. He deserves an award. That was crazy. Well, he lost his award. He lost the championship. Yeah, who cares? That theoretically would have been. That the- man just went like 26 minutes after of like intense acrobatic wrestling, being like down a quarter of his blood supply. Also, full on lifting up a man who's like twice his size. Yeah, no, I'm so impressed with Orange Cassidy. He's so sick. He's simply so sick. And you, you listen, Grayson. Listen, Orange Cassidy is so sick. Ricky Starks is so sick. He was supposed to fight CM Punk. He didn't. That's sad for me, but it's okay. We live. We did at multiple times joke that CM Punk was going to walk out just at any given point in any given match. Which we, I, well, we were hoping. We were hoping, praying yeah. um, on it, and it didn't, didn't quite happen, come to no. fruit. God doesn't love me, um, but it's okay, you know? Why cry over spilled coffee? Grayson, I spilled coffee on your rug. You did. Earlier today, before you got here. I don't know why on your beanbag there was a coffee press with coffee in it. On, again, on the beanbag. I don't know why uh, you felt the need to spill it. Well, I didn't feel the need. I just, I, if personally, if I had seen it there, I wouldn't have even sat on the beanbag. I would have let it be. But at one point, your brother barges into the room wanting to measure his penis. And what am I to do but shift in the beanbag? Little do I know this subtle shift in the beanbag will spill coffee on your ground. I just messed up with you. Yeah, I cleaned it up. I was really, I was certain it was going to stain. It looked so, like, vibrant brown and red all over the rug. <laughs> and I thought, fuck. Um, and and I, I've got some water and soap on a towel, and it's gone. <laughs> I, I really don't know how it worked so well. Yeah, let's go. I think it maybe helps that you have, like, a you know brownish tan rug yeah it's a weird looking rug um but it's really I, I, I can't see it now so i can't see where it was so that's probably a good sign let's go i was terrified i was going to get on your artwork because it was like right next to it yeah i can't, I can't see where it was so let's go. Really good job um so that happened and i i personally i the, the remorse i feel okay but probably much, not enough remorse it's well i would disagree i'd say how much remorse can i really feel when i'm talking to a slanderer at the end of the day. Oh no. Who a libeler. You. Who did I slander? You were the slander and libeler. Because you've committed slander against a dear friend and former guest on the Boy Oh Boy Oh Boy podcast. Who did I slander? You slandered Dylan. What did I say? You told me our friend Dylan. And you can go back to his episode of the podcast he was on when he was looking for a job here in Austin. He's still looking for a job here in Austin. And we've been talking about it for the past year now essentially. About when's Dylan moving here? And almost every time he's brought up, you say the same spiel about how, well, I tried getting him a job at Charles Schwab. I sent him the application. And he never sent it. Yeah. He, I messaged him about it the other day on Snapchat. He told me he's been rejected twice by Charles Schwab. Well, he didn't apply to the thing I sent him the link for. He said that the link was dead, which I imagine is because he waited a little too long. Quite possibly. But he said the link that you sent didn't work, so he found two other positions and applied for those. And got rejected from them both. He should have done with the link. He could have just asked for a new link. I'm sorry. I'm so, well. I think it was more like the position had like been filled or something like that. 
No, we're still hiring. Oh, well, then let him know. <laughs> His ego may be bruised after the two rejections. Um, but he, he's definitely, he's, he's, he claims and he's very solid on the fact that he has applied twice and been rejected. And I believe him because that's a tough thing to admit if it doesn't happen. That's fair. Uh-huh. It's a tough thing to admit if it does happen as well. Yeah. So, but I think it's more likely. To be fair, I got rejected from uh, TD once and Schwab once. Okay. Which is technically the same company. So if you think about it, I got rejected from Schwab twice as well. It's, and I still got a job. You know what? You better tell this little story to Dylan. Get him feeling amped. Get him feeling motivated. Maybe. You better. You absolutely better. So that was the slander I was talking about. Because here I am thinking Dylan's a, a good-for-nothing loser. When in reality, he's a good-for-something loser. You know? That's fair. Thank you. I appreciate it. Also, too, I, I let this go by the wayside earlier. You know that bad movie panel slash presentation that Steve and I attended at the con? Mm-hmm. We, we talked to you about this in person that night when we watched the wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the movies did not seem like a bad movie. One of the movies <laughs> seemed a must-watch. Uh, and I knew it was going to be a spectacular movie when the panelist, and by panelist I mean presenter, uh, kept saying beforehand, I, I'm not trying to make fun of little people. Um, like I, I don't want to make fun of little people here. Uh, with this next clip we watch, it's just like it's oh the 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 the, the punchline isn't little people. And then he played a, a movie or a trailer for a movie. Where okay, let me just describe the plot, Grayson. There's a man and a woman. They're in love. Okay, it's young love, a, a budding romance, and uh, they've been together for a while, and they're thinking about you know progressing their relationship, maybe making that step of getting married, meeting each other's parents, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But the man has always been really secretive about his family. She's never met any of them, but he's met all of her family. And so she's like, hey, if we're going to get married, I need to meet your family. And he finds out, or not he finds out, he decides it's time to finally come clean to her. That him, a fully sized man, comes from a family entirely made up of little people. Um, people with dwarfism. And she is disgusted by this. And her family is even more disgusted by this. She is willing to look past it, though. That is until she gets pregnant and begins having fears that her baby might be a little person. Um, and that's really all I know about the plot so far. But it's this, this wacky collision of families, a, a culture shock of sorts, or a crossing of cultures, a blending of cultures between regular-sized people and little people. Really quite the clash. Uh, the cast, you may ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it... Oh, I don't want to speak out of turn here. I think it was... Well, I know for a fact the guy, the main star, the lead, the man who has a family of little people is um, Matthew McConaughey. And I believe the woman was like Halle Berry or something or Kate Beckinsale. Someone extremely famous, okay, who's both these actors incredibly famous. <laughs> and that that's that's the that's the movie. And I really I feel like I should have known or come across at some point in my twenty three years of living now that this movie existed and it's never crossed my radar until now. The fact that it stars Matthew McConaughey is it's hilarious. Wild. It's cr- how, because how do, you, why would he sign on to it? I, 
Well, he's like the good guy in the whole movie. You know, he's like sympathetic because when she says the the slur towards little people, he corrects her and says, no, they're dwarves. And he really lets her know. He sets it straight. You know? Which even now in this context, saying, no, they're dwarves, feels a lot like a lot. You know, I feel like we've all kind of landed on little people at this point. Which in itself, that's going to go away too. We're going to have a new word eventually. Person of a smaller stature. Yeah. It's just going to get increasingly more complicated. Small peoples. And so, that's... Yeah, Matthew McConaughey is a good guy. He's making sure that the correct inoffensive language is being enforced. So Nicole Kidman or whatever really has to be the one uh, worried about taking this role. No, I think everyone involved with the creation oh. of that movie. Oh my bad. Oh, I think really I mentioned some evaluation. I forgot to, to mention the part that there's an actor. His name's Gary Oldman. I, I believe he's incredibly famous. I've only know the name. I couldn't really tell you stuff he's been in, but I, I recognize the fact he's like a legend. Mm -hmm. um, he he stars as one of the little people in Matthew McConaughey's family. Which I think makes it all the crazier that the little people are not played by little people actors. All the other ones are. What? Well, because you can see the other ones walking around. Him, when you see him, he's just standing behind a bar. Presumably on a stool. Wait. I think. This is gathered from a from a preview in reality he might not even be a little person but the way they portrayed it really seemed like he was so everyone but him was a little person in the movie is played by a little person i believe so also maybe it is bias on behalf of the presenter of that presentation about the bad movies because the very next movie he showed us was the live action garbage pail uh kids you know the garbage pail kids, right? Is that what they're called? It was like the boy version of Cabbage Patch Kids. But that garbage sounds pail. right. And it was all these like gross like booger eater and the trash man and all like ew, icky like kind of shit, you know? Mm -hmm. But then they turned it into a live action movie. And it was all little people playing the garbage pail kids. And the fact that both these movies have landed into the worst movie list of all time and we're only going over five movies feels really telling it does about the biases it got even worse when he just brought up Willy Wonka a masterpiece of a movie and focused in on the Oompa Loompa it, yeah this. it's yeah. pretty tough I don't I don't know what he's doing per se um, but I already knew about the Garbage Pail movie because I Hate Everything did a video on it when I was like 16 mm. you know it's just old hat old news okay God, Grayson, give me a topic. Give me something. Tell me, tell me about anything. I need to stop thinking I'm about this I'm getting a haircut convention. tomorrow. Haircut. I'm getting a haircut. Whoa. I need a haircut so bad, JC. To what length? Um, You know the picture of us at Six Flags with Steven? The one with like the jelly bean in the background? The one with us on the Ferris wheel. Okay, so the same day as the one with the jelly bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But I was thinking about the Ferris wheel picture. I, but I, I was thinking that length. I'm only thinking about the jelly bean photo because it showed up on my memories today. <laughs> it was you with Steven on your lap, and there's a gigantic red jelly bean oh, in a chef remember. hat. Okay, just yeah. to paint a picture for the audience. Mm -hmm. um, but okay. Okay. You want that haircut again. Yeah, so quite a bit shorter. Okay. That makes sense. That is quite a bit shorter because I looked it's at that photo so and I thought, shorter. holy shit, Grayson looks different. Yeah. You know? But I'm just, I'm tired of how long my hair is. It's just, I can't do anything with it. Can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. 
when you go to your hairstylist tomorrow and you give them a reference photo, can you use the one of you with the jelly bean and Steven on your lap? <laughs> if I can find it, then maybe. Okay, okay, very good, very good. But I'm so happy to hear that this weight is going to be lifted off your head. Uh, how much is it going to cost? Um, I mean, the base haircut is $40, but I tip really well, so it'll probably work out to like 60 This is so messed up. Why do haircuts cost that much? It's crazy. Well, admittedly, she's really good. I guess so, but especially for guys, it's like, and I guess you're starting with a bigger, but like you, your hair's a little longer now, yeah. you know? But when someone's just getting a trim, the fact that the base is $40, the base fee is mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. You know, because this is a little bit more of a trim. This is more of a cut. Yeah. So that, I guess, is fine. But your next haircut buyer provided you do it in a timely manner oh i won't okay well then it's fine just wait till it's worth the 60 dollars. yeah okay that makes sense then. i think my next haircut though will be uh when i go home for christmas okay so that's not too far off at all yeah okay 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 so you're all set grayson yep you're totally there you do have a leaking toilet which is unfortunate but yeah i didn't realize that it started dripping that's news it's dripping quite a bit honestly it is dripping quite a bit uh, I'm looking through the rest of, of my notes here, Grayson. I don't have too, too much. Uh, you remember last year I face-painted a bunch of kids? I do. At my niece's birthday party? I get the honor of doing that again this Sunday. Let's go. So I'll be going down to San Antonio to do that. That's so exciting. I really wish I would have known I was doing it with a bit more advance. Uh, I would have put some more effort into like maybe preparing some designs this time. Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling I'm just going to be Googling them again and really fucking up some kids' faces. <laughs> that's great yeah because i was last year i was real confident in my dinosaur i could do a killer dinosaur anything else was really funky okay mm -hmm. also i was taking my time okay which is not ideal for children who can't stand still for more than a few minutes certainly not like my my, my niece and my nephew because they got started getting face painted before all the kids arrived i spent at least 40 minutes on each of them that's can't not be ideal. doing that. No. no, I really couldn't. But the other kids wanted more intensive things. They wanted to become a husky and a wolf. And uh, there were some others. I forget. You just got to figure it out, JC. I guess I do. I guess. I hope my mom's just been buying all the face painting equipment she can find at this Black Friday store <laughs> over the past 365 days. Got a stockpile. Days. Yeah, that'd be insane. Uh, and it's likely, you know, like there's there's a good chance that does happen when I show up. I just adore the fact that your mom goes to this place so frequently. I is, think it's incredible. It stops being worth it when you're buying things that no one will ever need, <laughs> you know? I think it's incredible. I like being grateful. I like people giving me things and for me to feel legitimately grateful about it and to thank them and to feel happy and like it means something. When my mom shows up to my apartment every time with a trash bag of shit I don't want, I lose the gratefulness. And I feel like an asshole because of it, you know? So but, like, what can I do aside from be annoyed? I live in a one-bedroom apartment. I can only take so many trash bags of shit. It's so funny. And I feel like I get that point across to them, to her and my grandma, and then a couple months will go by and it just all starts happening again. <laughs> So it's great. It's yeah, real big stuff, real big stuff, Grayson. Uh, also, I, I, I learned too when because speaking of haircuts, you cut my hair a couple weeks ago. I did. 
and I did we do a podcast since then? I feel like we had to have at some point. Yeah. But basically, whenever I was here for that pod, or sorry, for the haircut, your brother had a friend over from like California or something, mm-hmm. and his girlfriend uh, was was with him. And I may have told you about this in in the car at some point that I felt like I had committed this microaggression against this person, Grayson. Do you remember this? No. Okay. Well, basically, the the girlfriend of your brother's friend was clearly Asian, right? Unmistakably Asian, as as most of our friends are. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, she mentioned how she took a gap year in college, and she went over to Japan for it. And so in my head, I'm like, holy shit! You because I, I just a couple weeks ago tattooed someone who went to Japan, but they went because their sister's in the military and they stayed with them. And even staying there, they were saying it was like stupid expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh wow, do you have family over there? I said that to the, to the to your brother's friend's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then the moment I said it, I thought, oh shit, she's gonna think I'm asking if she's Japanese. And the look on her, she looked a little like, no, I don't have family over there. And I felt bad about it. I felt a little bad about it, like, oh shit, she probably thinks I'm an asshole. Um, no worries because today I was talking with your brother about it. Um, and he mentioned the fact that her family owns a bunch of apartments and hotels over there and she's extremely rich. So oh, okay. no yeah. guilt anymore. No, no. If your family owns, because yeah. guess what she didn't offer up when I asked her wh- how she was over there. The fact that she stayed in her parents, uh, hotels and apartments. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's, if you were like, Oh no, I just, I'm there cause my family owns a bunch of property. Cool. Then I know you're rich. That's sick. I'm down for a person who's rich and they know it and they love it. I'm not down with a person who's hiding their wealth. No. That's something I can't that's accept. That's cringe. It's a little cringe. It's a little cringe. Um, you know, like, why be ashamed? Simply flaunt it, you know? But well, not in a mean way. Flaunt it in a way that's like, hell yeah. You know? Yeah. But, like, people who come from wealth and, you know, want to be cool, they know they didn't earn it. They know they don't deserve it. But there, there are plenty of people who come from wealth and are extremely uncool. You know? Right. Yeah. But going to Japan in a gap year, that's super cool. That's badass. Yeah. That's something you can talk about. But if you talk about it and then say, oh, yeah, I was only able to do it because my parents are really wealthy and they have a bunch of property over there, it's suddenly a lot less cool. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. But then how else does it happen? How else does a gap year well, if you just say nothing, then you can leave it up to the imagination. And you know what my assumption was? They were struggling working in Japan for a year. Yeah. Which is way cooler. Yeah, I guess so. At least it you, you feel like they earned it a bit more. Right. You know? Instead of all these people I went to high school with and I look at their pages and they're still they still haven't graduated college and are spending like half the year in Cancun, you know? Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? Well, and again, good for them. I, they, I guess they are the ones flaunting it, you know? Mm-hmm. But you're right. It does feel less cool. Mm-hmm. You're so right, Grayson. Thank you for helping me put this into perspective. Mm-hmm. But what about the slump? How are we getting through it? That's a good question. Thank you. Um, I feel like we need to do a lot of things like episode 300. We just need to think of things like that to do. But those require so much time and energy when it's it's hard to find those things. This is true. You know, because... As much as I will tell myself I'm not doing enough and I'm not doing very much, You're I have also a doing a lot. fucking full yeah. calendar, you know? But it just feels like in in college, in high school, I was able to get so many more things done, mm-hmm. you know? And now it's like five months will go by and we never even did Cowards and Welcome, even though we planned it 
forever ago. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, what the fuck? I thought we just did all that stuff. Right. Like, we're, yeah, we're going to do it in a few weeks. Oh, okay. More than a few weeks have passed. Yeah. Like, stuff just flies by now. I agree with you. It's kind of crazy, but I guess that's just kind of what life is. That's just adulthood. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. And it probably is only going to get much worse as time progresses. Like, how slow time is going right now, which doesn't feel very slow, um, is probably as slow as it's going to feel going forward. Like, this probably. is the slowest it's going to feel. So, maybe we should take advantage of that. But how? We'll figure it out. What's someone to do? What's a boy to do? We'll figure something out. I mean, It'll I be guess great. so. I'm going to go face paint some kids on Sunday. That's going to be great. I yeah, I've so. just sent so many pictures of it. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'll take so many photos of these strange children for you, Grayson. Please do. I absolutely will. Um, big update on my nephew. This is probably months ago I learned this. Oh. My, 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 my niece, she plays basketball, okay? Mm-hmm. And this one who's having her birthday party on Sunday. We almost went to a basketball game, and then we missed it. I'm That's so kind of sad so about it. Sad. I've been to many basketball games. Her team is dominant in their league. They destroy at this point. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And it's all thanks to Jimmy, of course. Um, and Actually. Of course. Uh, but Kaylin is by far one of the youngest on her team, and she's already been on her team for almost like two years or something, or maybe like a year and a half, right? But she's still going to be in this league in two more years. Wow. So she's playing with players who are two to three years older than her, right? Mm-hmm. Who, which is closer to her brother's age. And so she had a sleepover a while ago with one of these older people on her team. And my nephew never wants to spend the night at my parents' place, right? He always wants to go to his mom's. Um, but the night that he found out that friend was staying over with Kaylin, having mm-hmm. a slumber party, Jaden was all involved, okay? Jaden was there. And, you know, I just want to say it's it's good to see him finally moving on from the girl who said that his friend was dead. That is actually st- – right. that story is still so crazy. It's really wild to me. But the I, – I, did you bring it up in the moment? Like, those are iPad kids. Like, these, these are this is what that generation, I guess, it looks really like. It really is. Is just completely unsocialized beings developing. And well, it makes sense. Between iPad kids and COVID. Yeah. It just adds up. And then you mix that with – the years of middle school it's it's bound to be a horror story truly so it will probably get better over time but also will it in its own way it'll i don't know if they recover actually oh, no. i don't know oh no i just look at how i've developed since middle school and i i've made you're some a progress. success story i feel like most people sans steven have developed a lot since middle school. Sure, they've developed, but like some things are crippling. Okay. And I think on net, that generation is just crippled. There's always the one below it. Like our kids. It's just getting worse, do you see? No, because listen, the people raising those kids, the ones that are all fucked up right now, are the ones who like are kind of millennials. Yeah, they're millennials, right? Millennials. Yeah. They, they don't really know what they're doing. They they didn't really grow up with technology like we did, you know? And millennials kind of just suck as well. That's true, you know? So they don't know what they're doing really in any aspect, but especially in the technology realm, you know? And I feel like it's really, really impactful on a child. And so we're going to be the first generation to fully understand, or at least... I mean, technology is going to change, and we're probably going to become pretty fucking old and outdated and everything. Sure, but we'll have... I. 
my hope is that Gen Z, when they are like really raising kids, yeah. are going to not let their kids be on the internet. Like yeah. I, I'm hoping they have the wisdom necessary to be like, actually, maybe we don't do that. Maybe we just don't. There was no need for me to be watching the, those. I don't even know what to call them, but those, those videos where it was like about Sonic the because I never cared about Sonic the Hedgehog, but mm-hmm. I'd watch these like fan made videos of like shitty drawings of Sonic the Hedgehog, and they were just saying terrible things and doing terrible things. Do Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No. It's like like that that era of like Tabuscus and everything, where it's like cartoons, like parody kind of shit, you know. But I wasn't really into Tabuscus. This was this predates Tabuscus, honestly. I was like more in elementary school around this shit. But like, I, I I'm here on YouTube watching these videos that just popped up for me, where these Sonic the Hedgehog drawings are saying slurs. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the other tab, I have Webkins open, and I'm right. wholeheartedly enjoying it. Like that shouldn't have been happening. No, it should have just been the Webkins. Yeah, yeah. I think, or my hope is, our generation has been scarred enough to know how to keep our kids from getting scarred. Yeah, like on Twitter the other day, I typed in hashtag BB25 for Big Brother 25 because I was looking for some updates about what was happening in the Big Brother house on this reality show on CBS that's PG rated. And the first thing that popped up was a photo of a dead child in Africa, like a dead seven-year-old on the ground covered in blood with no blur on it. I shouldn't Thanks, have access internet. to that. Like, I just... And I think last week on the podcast, I told you about the video I watched of of a bear mauling a deer to death when I was looking Why up... Why are you... Cu- Listen, GC, I'm fully on board with the internet being kind of messed up. You seem to just fall into the the worst part of the internet. Again, I don't know what you're doing. I told you, I there was a video of a deer jumping around all happy, and I clicked on... You know how, like, TikTok has a suggested search beneath it? Mm-hmm. I clicked on that. It was the next video. And BB25 is, like, the commonly accepted hashtag for everything Big Brother. Like, if your tweet's going to be shown on the show, it's because it's tagged with BB25 and they'll flash it at the bottom of the screen. I hope they don't put that one there. (laughs) What if they did, though? (laughs) What if they did? (laughs) That would be terrible, terrible news. So, yeah. I think I'm kind of on board because for a while I was very much opposite. I was of the school of thought of like, just let them use the internet. Let them get all their technology shit out of the way and they won't really like put it on as much of a pedestal mm-hmm. because the moment my parents stopped having like time limits on me using technology is when I stopped caring as much about using technology. Mm-hmm. But they may have just timed it really well with me developing as a person where like they waited till I was like in high school and they were like, yeah, do whatever. But by that point I was like, oh, I don't really want to. Mm-hmm. Be on Minecraft twenty four seven, um, and so maybe if they had just been like, "Yo, do whatever all the time," I would still just be doing whatever all the time on the internet, right? Huh. So what I'm hearing is I have perfect parents. They did a great job. I guess so. I guess so. But yeah, I don't know. I have no clue, Grayson. I didn't like that convention I went to. <laughs> Why are you still thinking about it? Stop. It ruined my life. You gotta just stop. In the most literal way. You just gotta stop. Okay. Cut it out. I'm gonna try my best to. I'm going to try my best to. I, I've been playing Splatoon a lot with Hans recently. 
Splatoon 3, the third edition of Splatoon, the Nintendo third-person shooter. See, that's the consequence of your internet uses as a child. That's what's broken inside of you, the willingness to play Splatoon. Well, my parents didn't let me play with games with guns in them, so it just felt like the natural um, progression into adolescence was starting to play Splatoon. You know, where it was like, they're guns, but the guns had paint. They're paint guns, you know? And it's a really fun game. And as a 15-year-old, I loved it. Okay, it came out when I was 14 or 15. Loved it, adored it, played it constantly. The second one comes out when I'm entering college. And I'm a lonely boy at the beginning of college, so I played it a bunch then. Loved it. Now, 2023, it's five years later, eight years later since I started playing like the original one. I still love it. It's a fun game. And Hans, he had never played it before. He bought it just because I wanted to play it, and he was down. He I don't know if he loves it, but he had a good time. We played it for like seven hours the other day. It was great. That's wild. It's a fun game. It really truly is. I told Steven about it. I said, Steven, Hans and I played Splatoon for so long the other day. And he was like, were you not in the, in the, in the Discord room? And I realized we we called each other to start the call because usually when Hans and I hang out together, we're in like Stephen just shows up. Yeah, we hang out in a public or not a public, but in one of those rooms in your Discord, mm -hmm. and Stephen could just pop in. And I realized, oh no, we excluded Stephen accidentally. Um, How could you? But Stephen was like, oh, should I get it? And I was like, yeah, if you want to play Splatoon, it's like the same game basically, just a little updated. And I was like, okay, I'll get it on my paycheck. So I think Steven's on board to play it again, too. Steven introduced me to the game, by the way. I think he told me to get it, like, way back in 2015. So you can blame him. I will. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. It's just nothing's my fault, Grayson. Okay? There's an explanation for everything, and the explanation Truly. makes sense, and it absolves me There's of all There's an explanation guilt. for everything, and the explanation is always Steven. Generally, yes. Gen I, will, I will take full responsibility for going to that convention. I should have known better. And I didn't. And in the future, if I ever go to one of those conventions, it'll be my fault. But I'm not gonna let that happen. I'm not gonna you disappoint shouldn't. myself yeah. in that way. I can't do that to me. It's, it's crazy to think about the impact Steven has had on your life. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's pretty wild. It's... It's a little insane. Uh, what what hasn't he impacted in my life? There's very few things on that list, you know? Which is crazy for a boy who wouldn't let me meet his family until <laughs> 10 years of knowing him. <laughs> it's a wild, wild thing, Grayson. Steven's but just remarkable. It's true. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about tonight? You know, I feel like we've talked about Steven enough. That about wraps up Boy Oh Boy, our one topic on Boy Oh Boy, Steven. It's true. Well, we also have a slump going on, you know, but you already suggested the both the cause and solution to said slump is Steven. So Darn right. all paths lead to Steven. It really does. Huh. Everything revolves around Steven. Yeah. I think we have the name for the episode, Grayson, um, which is good. I'll have to do less thinking later tonight when I edit this. So until next week. Goodbye, everybody. Adios. Adios.